Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian, joined by my co-host, Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community met for the men of the world to share their thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Today's topic is communication champion. We want to talk about what that means for us and how that can help uh, develop within your marriage. Before we get too far into the episode, just wanted to encourage you to lean into our community. Um, all of our social media pages, you can search Marriage is Tougher and start a conversation there. Uh, also, our website, marriageistougher.com. If you'd like to be a guest or have any in-depth questions, there's a contact form at the bottom. Fill that out and we will get back to you and um, rock with you on a topic on the podcast. So let's uh, get into the show. All right. So what do you think about the idea of a communication champion? It, it's funny to me because like I, I always borrow a lot of things from my professional world, right? Like we have a champion for this and a champion for that, you know, but why can't that apply to our marriages? Right. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll just let you talk for a minute before I go all the way down my rabbit hole. <laughs> no, I, um, I think it is a, when I think of it, when you say communication champion, I do think along the lines of like, work things right and it means there's a lot of effort put into said champion right that means there's there's ownership that means there's could be experience could be openness could be able to rally or help others be better at what said thing is um so being that in marriage is sounds great <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Like something we should strive for. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely sounds great. Um, I would argue that I have, however, not been the communication champion in my marriage. That's been my wife for a very long time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've just not been so good at it. And, you know, I'll, I'll get into this story that brought this topic along in a little bit. But, you know, as we're always trying to improve, you know, we put methods and modalities into, you know, most things that we do when we're trying to make an improvement. And this is just one of those areas that I struggled with for so long, you know, and it wasn't only this relationship. Now that I, you know, really put some thought into it, it's just always been a struggle for me because I didn't, have the tools to be able to communicate effectively within, uh, you know, an intimate relationship. And it's, it's wild to think that I could do that at work and not, you know, I, I keep going back to this, but I, I just couldn't use those tools at home. Right. And, you know, there's no need for us to go down the, the, the path of why that is, you know, we've, we've gotten it corrected. Um, you know, therapy was a huge part of that. And my wife being the communication champion was a, a huge part of that as well. Um, 
would you say that's the same scenario in your marriage, your, your wife being the communication champion? I would say so. She is, uh, always has been mm-hmm. from jump. Like even when she was like, yo, if we're going to be together, like we got to talk more <laughs> like flat out straight to the point, like being the communicate communication champion. She is like, we got to talk about your lack of being able to communicate verbally. Right. Um, so I think I'm still on a journey into that space of where I want to be, but I'm definitely a lot further along. I mean, even like having some things that I've never done in conversation happen within the last couple of weeks, like that is, um, I think it's amazing to think about when you evaluate your communication throughout your life, like you said, and then in these past couple years, you know, really kind of probably six months or beginning of this year for me, like it's been a lot of work to be a better communicator because of all the internal things and the shortcomings are just trying to figure out, do I even care enough to talk? And then like, oh, it's because I care so much. I don't want to talk. And going through that um, and realizing that verbally communicating helps your partner (laughs) immensely. So Yeah. yeah, I would say all that to say that has been my story as well. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned to you before we started recording this story I'm about, I'm about to tell uh, in our latest, just, you know, for the benefit of the audience, in our latest uh, therapy session, I found myself talking about how I now have a desire to speak to my wife more often. Um, you know, there were times, especially in my previous job, where I felt like I was racing the clock always. And I had convinced myself because of that, I didn't have time to have small conversations. I didn't have time to call her. I didn't have time for her to call me. I was just racing the clock, talking to customers, getting things done. And, you know, in my head, it felt like I couldn't even take a breath until, you know, I had done what I had to do. In reality, there was actually a lot of uh, downtime. Right. If I was servicing a customer, there was times where there were no employees in front of me, uh, you know, sometimes to the tune of like a half hour where I was just actually like listening to audiobooks and <laughs> listening to podcasts and things, you know, which were all opportunities where I could have taken five minutes to have a conversation with my wife on the phone. Um, and you said something that I actually hadn't considered. So I'll let you speak on that, like the, the mindset of what might happen. Um, you, you just made a really good point. So if you wouldn't mind reiterating that. I'm not sure what point you're talking about. <laughs> so you mentioned something along the lines of the potential of getting into an uncomfortable conversation just for the fact oh, that I was oh. speaking to my wife. Sorry. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, being, it's really about being comfortable in our own, with our own communication and being confident. Um, because when you think about 
even subliminally, you may may think you don't have time or don't want to have those conversations because you don't know what's going to pop up. So you don't know how you're going to react or if you're going to be comfortable with whatever situation you call her or she calls you with. Um, so to mitigate that stress, you just say, I don't have time to do it because you don't have the tools. You don't know how to deal with it or cope with it. Um, but now that we've grown into the comfortability of just communicating and talking about how we feel and what's going on and what we like and didn't like, where for me, before I wouldn't do that, I would just take it in, stuff it, try to decide if I care enough and then go on, um, all the while, you know, it being in my brain, but now being able to have that conversation and just release it and it be out, like, this is how I feel or don't feel. It's so much better and easier to communicate. And I think because of that, now you want any communication because it's all, it all feels good or it all all productive or there's no, um, fear or doubt, or there's no negative connotation to a conversation Mm -hmm. Uh, because I will say, I feel prepared to handle that conversation or I'm assuming you feel prepared now. Um, Yeah. Like I said, I hadn't necessarily considered that at all. I mean, I, it was in my mind, just, you know, a growth area I'd grown and, you know, thought that basically my perspective had changed. Um, and I guess in a different manner, cause that still is technically a perspective change. Right. Um, but thinking about that now, that seems so true, right? Like now I'm in a space where I just desire to talk to my wife a lot more and putting that thought behind it, that, man, you know, like she could bring something up that could be considered difficult for us. And I more or less just don't mind anymore, right? I'm not going to be as reactive as I used to be. And, you know, being able to stay level-headed and, you know, more or less just, uh, be able to talk my way through things, right? And not have it take 15, 20 minutes, a half hour or days. Cause like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to handle this. So I'm just going to lock up and I don't want to really, you know, touch that topic right now. Let's, uh, you know, delay. Like it's, it's a world of difference. Uh, and like I told you, even our therapist has said, you guys have come such a long way. You know, she's, uh, I'd say probably about a month ago, started making suggestions that uh, we might want to take a break from therapy, which tells me she's good at her job, number one, but that number two actually really cares about us and our result, you know, because, you know, she knows that we're very cognizant of how we're spending money. And she's like, you know, I don't really feel that you have a need any longer to spend this money. And she's like, you know, obviously you can always come back, um, you know, so. Like if you run into some trouble or something and need some more tools to put in the, in the tool belt, you know, then make your way back. But as I see it now, like our our sessions are supposed to be an hour, like 45 minutes to an hour. And the last couple have been like 20 to 30 minutes. Hmm. 
Man, that's that's good. Um, as you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, what are good traits to be a communication champion? Um, so I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what are some yeah, traits? No, that's a good question, man. Um, so to be the communication champion, I think number one, I, what I want to mention is having the goal that both people in the relationship become the communication champion, right? Because what I can see is even though I've gotten a lot better, there's still going to be hiccups, right? There's still going to be times where, ooh, that's a tough subject. I might want to take a break. So my wife might have to carry the weight for a little bit and vice versa, right? There might be a time where she's just extra upset about something that went wrong or that I did or, you know, whatever the case may be. And typically I'll say I would use that opportunity to shy away from the conversation, shy away from the situation. And now I feel more prepared to kind of trudge along and, you know, force the conversation, I guess, for a lack of better words, right? And by force, the conversation is, or what I mean by that is force myself to have the conversation. I think typically my wife is always willing to have a conversation. Um, you know, there, there have been times where she has walked away, but that is more or less because I haven't added to the conversation. <laughs> Right, right. Like she's like, All right, you're not saying anything, and this isn't productive. So I'm just gonna go now. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. But um, you know, the traits, someone who wants to build a team, right? So that goes back to what I just said. You know, both being on the committee of the, you know, communication champion, right? Um, so just being willing to talk about it, having the wherewithal to force yourself through, um, being willing to go and build those tools uh, or get those tools. So if you need to go to therapy, um, you know, being able to stay level-headed, um, you know, being willing to, and I say willing to, and maybe there's another way to put it, but being willing to not raise your voice. Right. There are very time, uh, you know, a lot of times where you may become very reactive, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to raise your voice. Right. Um, and it's funny before we got to where we are, I feel like when I was learning to stay calm and keep a calm voice that may have, and I don't know this for sure. I'll have to ask her, but I feel like that may have made my wife more upset, which was a, a funny dynamic, something I noticed. Um, but, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, telling your kids what's the best way to deal with a bully. Not that I'm calling my wife a bully. I'm just saying, you know, treat the situations with kindness, <laughs> right? You, you tend to advance a lot faster and, uh, you know, get to a resolution much more quickly but i'll kick it to you man what are your 
traits. I see you taking some notes, so I feel like you have something to add. No, I was just kind of, of <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it was uh, just being willing to be one is a big deal. Um, I like that you said that, and then that both have to want to do it and understand it to give and take. Um, but there's a level of constant growth that I think um, has to happen if you want to be a champion, um, especially in communication. And then, like you said, be willing to get tools, um, stay uh, kind in your in your communication. Someone who's always looking to consider the other person's feelings and how they may receive whatever you're giving. And I think for me, I always considered the other's feelings, but I didn't trust how I could communicate and guard those feelings. So that was a, a thing for me to, uh, I had to grow in how, how do I consider and still speak in the moment instead of trying to ponder and ponder on, oh, should I say this the right way, right way? Um, but I think also a communication champion is open to receiving something that might not have guarded their heart the best, but understand that that person is not trying to come at them. They're working through how to communicate it best. So in essence, I need to be open to receive something that may hurt my feelings a little bit, or I may feel some type of way about, but realize she's not coming for me and she's not trying to make me feel that way. She's just trying to communicate whatever the issue is. And I think mm. that's another trait of communication champion is talking about the issue and not the person. So no, like, you know, not being negative or thinking that the person has negative intent and obviously not going in with negative intent for the person, but, what is the topic we're talking about? And let's keep it about the topic. So, yeah. Man, you made such a good point. Um, that it made me think that, you know, even though I was aware of how my wife was feeling in a moment, if, you know, we were in an argument or something along those lines, um, I thinking about it now, think that I was being selfish, right? And the reason I say that is because I could acknowledge that she was upset about something, but I also didn't know how to process my own feelings about the situation. Um, and so, like, I think that more or less my reaction was to guard myself rather than choose to, you know, accept what she was trying to tell me and work on fixing it, right? Like she's obviously hurting and I can't get past myself to help her stop hurting. Wow. Yeah, that about sums it up. Yeah, and it makes me feel terrible. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. You know, like how many times have I put her in that position where like, it was an easy solution, right? But I couldn't get out of my own way. 
I mean, how many times? It's as many times as we have conversations now. And we're just talking through it and it goes so smooth. Like multiply that by the time of your relationship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, I wonder if I've carried that over into interactions with my children as well. Right now, it's much more difficult for my children to upset me. Right. But I can see scenarios where I may not have considered their feelings fully and potentially discounted them, you know, inappropriately or I don't know. So that's that's something I'll have to go back and think about a little bit. And, uh, you know, just be aware of, I am aware of it now, obviously we're talking about it, but, you know, in the moment when my child is saying to me that they're hurt or, you know, this hurts or, you know, they don't like that something happened. Right. And I'm just like, no, this is just very matter of fact. This is just the way it is. You know, what's the balance of explaining to them why this is what it is, right? Having the patience to do something like that um, rather than just saying, because I said so. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, the, the goal for me, and I fail all the time, is to strive to be able to explain in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. specifically with my kids. Um, because... You never know when that information is going to be needed. And it might be inconvenient for you, but it may just help them get it. And so you're not, you know, with kids or with all of us, as we learn, we repeat the same mistakes until it clicks. So that might help it Mm -hmm. click so that they're now not doing the same thing five more times. Um, And also, you know, I think there's, I've been starting to look at it differently I know we're tangenting on this topic real quick, but there's a there is a sense of they'll they'll get this at one point, right? And like I don't want to miss the moment to teach, right? Because they're gonna be they're gonna be old enough where they're not gonna want to be taught by us, <laughs> you know. Or those times will be few and far between. So every moment, like cherish that you have this moment. Because one, it's not going to always be there. And two, there are plenty of parents who wish they could have that dialogue with their kids or even consider how to do it or their kids aren't here anymore. So like just taking the value and the honor of the, the relationship that is available and really sitting in that moment. But I think it's starting to look at each moment for the the beauty that it is. Right. And not trying to hurry on to the next thing. Um, I think that is what has helped me in communication as well. And striving towards being a champion is not worrying about the what can happen. Right. Like we talked about before, like, what if it's amazing? Right. So, like, have the conversation like the end is going to be amazing 
And that allows me to sit in the conversation and not worry about what if this is wrong? What if I said this differently or whatever? Because there's always a the ability to walk it back within my relationship. We can walk back what we said or get more clarity or any of that. So I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I think that's a tool I need to develop. And that's, you know, being able to feel free enough to say what I need to say and then walk it back if I need to. Right now I'm, I'm also very, or always very careful with my words. And I think with that, I've probably put some reservations in what I say, uh, maybe too much. So, you know, but again, that's probably a conversation I need to have with my wife first. Like, Hey, is this, or can we put this in the, you know, rules of engagement, right? Um, I I want to feel more free to just say what's on my mind within reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then will you give me the grace? And I think you've mentioned this before uh, in a previous episode, but will you give me the grace to, you know, basically a redo, right? I said what I said, and to some extent I meant it, but maybe it didn't come out the way I wanted it to. And let me just try rewording it so the tone is correct, um, how you perceive it is correct, you know, from what I intended it to mean. Because um, I think we still struggle in that way. Uh, me and my wife, she sometimes reads into what I'm saying um, completely different than how I intended it. Um, and I don't know, that could be a couple things. Maybe I didn't use enough words or... And I think that's my problem. I, I often take shortcuts. I'll have this conversation in my head and, you know, give her the summary mm. of the conversation I had. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't translate is the word I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, I think something that you can do or we can all do, I mean, something that we do, I'll say is with the freedom of being able to say kind of whatever, in a respectful way, um, even if it if she feels like it didn't guard her heart, like she'll she'll say that like I don't mm-hmm. like that didn't really guard my heart. Like I see what you're saying, but you know, and sometimes it's in the moment, and but a lot of times it's like after we get through what we're saying, then she'll circle back to how it could be. You know, it's kind of like having a debrief. Like how could we have done this better? So. I think being open to having a debrief once you get through whatever obstacle or issue or topic definitely can help us grow in communicating. Yeah. I, and I, I know we need to wrap up, but I don't want to blow past what you said, right? She could respond and, hey, that didn't guard my heart. Having key phrases like that in an area where, you know, she is probably very upset about what just happened or what was just said, but she can respond in a way that's not now triggering to you to break down communication is, uh, you know, one of the tools that we're developing now. Um, so I like that. I think I'll suggest that and, uh, maybe even use that myself. Right. I mean, it's such a disarming phrase, right? It's not like you hurt my feelings. You're out to get me. It's just like that phrase didn't really guard my heart. Right. Like it's so, uh, disarming 
It's it's you versus me. Yeah. Statements. Yeah. You did yeah. this, <laughs> right? Like, wow. Yeah. You know, right. It just but that is just towards yourself is, is, is definitely disarming. Yeah. That one is just that statement. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't whatever. But it's not you, but the statement. So it removes the person. So that's definitely something um, that works for me because I'm like, oh man. But it's not like it doesn't feel condemning, right? It's like it it, the statement leaves no way for me to like self sabotage or like spiral into um, loathing and how terrible of a person I am. And I I mean that could happen for me really quick. Um, So it it removes that that aspect of the conversation. Yeah, it sounds to me like it more or less leaves a lot of open space for an apology and a rewrite yes yes <laughs> you know so I, li- I like that quite a bit for sure um i don't know man you got anything else i, I know we're well past time here but no, i think that's it um I'm here for it yeah so just please please if this gave you any value or you enjoyed your time uh please Leave us a note anywhere on any of our socials. Just search Marriage is Tougher. Give a comment. Um, give us a DM if you have any questions or want to talk about anything deeper. You can do that there. Also, uh, search marriageistougher.com or go to marriageistougher.com for our website. If you're looking for all of our episodes, they're archived there. And again, you can um, put in a request to be a guest on the show or put any topic ideas that you have. Um, so until next time. Uh, We'll chat later. Peace.